ring, ring. Yo, new owner, who this? Who this? We are in day one of a new era. It's nothing, nothing. I think it's time to celebrate just a little bit and celebrate more when these W's come. But we're going to talk about that and a little light retrospective on the previous error. I mean, era. Next. Drop that beat. Unleash the Kraken. The Kraken. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's Thursday, July the 20th, July, July, July. It's almost like saying McDonald's, McDonald's instead of McDonald's. Which one is it, by the way? It's it depends what part of the country you are in. Which one is it, though? Which one's the proper way to say it? It's McDonald's. I think it maybe is McDonald's. Like it's mucky outside. McDonald's. No, but I, it's, what, it's McDonald's. I keep telling everybody this. Depending what part of the country you live in, some people say the, McDonald's. Be, the, usually, I guess it's a southern twang. No, nah, man, not over here. I'm in Kentucky. You know say I mean? McDonald's. Yeah, I agree with you. I say McDonald's yeah. too. But I got a couple of friends look, that say look, McDonald's. Look, look, look. As as someone who's a quarter Irish, is it's it is it McDonald's? Is it Ed McCaffrey? No, it's McCaffrey. <laughs> That's I say the same thing. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. But how does a song Max go? Old McDonald's. Old, old McDonald's. Old McDonald had a farm. Old McDonald. I say old McDonald. I say old McDonald. I don't know. Do you call it? You don't call it a a Big Mick. You call they it share, a Big they Mac. They share McDonald's. McDonald's. We don't have the golden arches. <laughs> she calls it a Big Mick. We have the golden. What do you call it? We have the golden, golden arches. Yeah, they have. Now they got an arch. Golden Arch, yeah. yeah they guys. had a Big Mac. That we got the Mac. Big Mick. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, it was spelled MC by the menu. If you go back and look at it. Yeah. Oh, good times. Well, fellas, the team, the team is sold. This is this has been a long time coming. We ain't got no celebration music. I should have made I mean, a song. I, I I was gonna download something. All the all the celebration sounds I was trying to get had a song in them, and I was like talking to Phil. I'm like, man, we're gonna get copyright busted. So <laughs> the only get, thing I have is we need to get all the podcasters together. Us, Rio, uh, Rep the Pot. We need to get all of them, uh, deuce, all the podcasters right that we're cool with, and do a We Are the World type song about Snyder. <laughs> yeah, we need to do it. We are the world. <laughs> We are, we, the are the yeah, yeah, yeah. we are oh, the commanders. We are the ones who put up with Dan shit for twenty four years. Right now, actually, we're gonna do this shit. Yeah, we got to do it. We'll do that. Um, a couple people in the chat. Rockman ten thirty three said, "Bye, Dan. It's a new day with a new owner." Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in, Rockman. We appreciate you. Marcus, our boy Marcus Edelin, down in from YouTube, says, what's up, family? Like what Ice Cube once said, today is a good day. That is correct, sir. 
Chet Scotland. What up, Chet? From Facebook saying, Hola, mi familia de Redskins. We are free to the future and success and bling. Cheers, Cheers. my friend. Cheers to you. $6.05 billion later. We're cheersing. We're cheersing. So that being said, how's everyone's vibe right now? Phil, we'll start with you, man. How you living? Uh, you know, I look, obviously, you know, all I can say is the only, you know, like real feeling I have is bye bye, Dan. Like, you know, and I actually have a really good vibe as far as what um, Harris had to say for his day one. And um, how he back he he had very little to say in terms of words. I mean, he was only up there for what five minutes total talking. But it's what he did afterwards that was kind of telling of the kind of guy he is. He's much more of an action guy than a words guy. And um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, there were two different events being held. Uh, there was a burgundy and sold one down um, in the bullpen. And then there was, of course, 1067 sent Grant and Danny out to do one because, hey, anytime we get rid of something here, they got to, you know, 1067's got to throw a party about it. You know, we burned RG3's jerseys, and then now we celebrate Dan selling the team. At both, at both events. Do you want to listen Josh, to it? Would you uh -huh. like to see it? Oh, you got video? I got video of it. Give me some video. video. Show the people. Let's give the people what they want. You know what I'm saying? Just confirm that you can hear. Then, right? hear. Confirm you can hear the uh, sound once it starts. Come on, give it up, boy. Good. Give it up. Let's sound? go. Uh, you hear the sound? Yes. Okay, here we go. That's Junks on stage. Thanks, you, Junkies. Thank you, uh, you guys so much for coming thanks. out tonight. We appreciate it. Again, like I said earlier. You guys and ladies have all suffered over 24 years of Dan Snyder being the owner of your Washington football team. No longer, Josh Harris is the new man in charge in D.C. And I was told by a very good source, bartenders, get fucking ready. Josh Harris is buying everybody here in the bullpen a fucking beer. So go on up to the bar and get yourself a beer for the brand new owner. You're down. You're a new savior. You're a new messiah. Josh Harris. Like, that's, that's Now cool, we're going man. over the top already. No, don't it, put don't put those expectations <laughs> on him. It's like what people are doing with Sam Howe, right? It, it, here's the thing we did the same thing to dan snyder after 99 the very next year we were super bowl contenders yeah so but let's just, not call the owner a messiah just listen to the end though the end is Snyder's gone the end's really funny though so the command josh Harris, fill your glass Thank you guys for coming out to the bullpen. Thank you guys for listening to the Junks, to WPGC, 94 something to drive. Fill up your glass, everybody. Have a great time here at the bullpen. And thanks again for coming out here and supporting. Everything's going on down here at the bullpen today. Thank you again. Listen to 980 as well. Those, that's our sister station. 
here in DC. Thank you guys for the support. Love you guys. Thanks for coming out. Have a great night tonight here at the Bullpen. Fuck Dan Snyder. That guy's a fucking asshole. Thank you guys for coming out tonight. Have a great night. And then you get the rest. You get you get the rest. You get the rest of the what happened. So I did not expect that from from Cakes to to spit yes, off a little I bit of f bomb. But he was day drinking. He's like, I'm gonna be day drinking today. It's gonna be nice. Um, I like Cakes. Few more people popping into the chat. Ryan Elias, our boy, said, "Yo, boys, enjoying life in Myrtle Beach and celebrating departure." Dan, yes, sir. Thank you much, Ryan. And Tony Shivers from Facebook, man, it feels so good. It does feel good to be done with Dan, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. It, and he also bought beers for people at the uh, Ox Brewery, which is where Grant and Danny were doing their show today, which I believe is down in Ashburn. Um, Chet Scotland said, meanwhile, so I'm drinking California with my Powerball jackpot last night. Bro, I did not buy a ticket. I meant to. I did not get a chance. Someone hit Someone hit today? Yep. $1.08 billion. No. They could, they could have been a one-sixth owner of this no. team. You, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, man. Hey, well, congratulations to them. Stay uh, stay anonymous. <laughs> you know if it's good for you. You have Kevin no family Flynn now. <laughs> on YouTube says, congrats on the sale, guys. Good luck to you going forward. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate you, man. What what uh, What is your team? Please let us know. Um, curious. Curious I, to know. I want y'all to know something. In. I forgot to tell y'all. I met with Rod, actually. Uh, we went out to eat at Novo, my favorite place to eat. If you're ever in uh, Corvette City, drive to... Pub by Novo, it's awesome. I met Rod for the first time. We had a blast. I met him and his lovely wife and his kids, man. And I asked him, hey, man, when a team is sold, are you coming back? He Chris, said no. He said, fuck, no, he ain't coming back. He's never, <laughs> never coming back, man. So I just want everybody to know he said that. He said he's never coming back, man. He told me this story about why. And it was sad. I mean, I, I don't think Dan was the reason he left. That not to go down that, not to go down that rabbit hole, but Dan's not the reason. I mean, gotta be part of it. Reason for many people. I don't think that was his reason, Dan. Um, Dan was, was just, never my was reason down. for considering. Yeah, reconsidering my fandom. It was, it was all the stuff surrounding the name change and everything. Yeah. Oh, Kevin said he's a diehard Jets fan. He pops in here from time to time to support Dev. You guys do a good job. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate you. You should have said something, Dev. I didn't know who Kevin was. Yeah. I'm high, man. So no. I didn't. <laughs> I forgot who Kevin was too, bro. Sorry, sorry, Smoke bro. We eat every day. All good, all day, every <laughs> day. So, in, in honor of Dan selling the team, we're gonna do a couple things today. Talk about a couple things, and I think it'll generate a lot of good good discussion amongst the group. You know, Dan's gone. Josh Harris is is, is here, uh, and, and and let's just take a quick recap of some of the moments in Dan Snyder history, you know, kind of jog your memory, make you think about some of the good times and the bad times. And, you know, just put your stuff down in the comments and be curious to see what, what you guys think. But let's just start off, you know, Dan Snyder has owned this team for 24 years. 24 years he's on this team, 1999. Lots happened. Good stuff, bad stuff. Mostly bad. Mostly bad. But you know, mostly yeah, mediocre. Mediocre. Mediocre is a good way to put it. Like extremely average, like hard average, consistently average. But just out the gate, what is the worst quarterback bungle 
of all time under Dan that, that you think he had an influence on? And this is going to be du duplicative of some other questions, but he had a lot of influence of the quarterback position on the Redskins football team and the commanders. So uh, I got my vote. Starting with you, Phil, what is the worst quarterback bungle? Under I know a lot of people are going to be quarterback related. Well, this, worst one is, this one's quarterback. Just this quarterback screw ups that yeah. Dan had influence on. It's it's Jeff George. Ah, yes. I know. <laughs> I, I know a lot of people want to go and they want to think of more recent history, but that should have been indicative. And that was the first time I ever had a problem with Dan. He went with Jeff George over Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson led us to one of the best offenses in the league in 99, but he wanted the big, sexy arm. And we already had a fine enough arm in Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson went off to uh, throw bombs to Keyshawn Johnson and, and win a Super Bowl. Um, but I would say that that was the biggest botch because it set the tone for future quarterback botches. But that was really the case where we took a team and we had a guy who was successful and blew it for somebody who really – what had Jeff George done before then? He, never, he was drafted by the Colts. And he, he bounced had around promise. the league he was a pain in the ass. <clears throat> he, had a, he had a hell of a cannon for an arm, and he had yeah, some promise. And, but he would have one good year and flame out. He didn't even have one good year with us. Yeah, true story. So I would say Jeff George because that one, first of all, set a lot of bad things in motion until Gibbs 2.0. And it just kind of just set the tone for what Dan was going to be. Okay. I I was going to say that one, and I and I that's my number one, but just to, for the purpose of conversation – you you took that one um the next the next one is almost too easy because i'm going to say that for another category it's probably a pretty simple one so oh man i i i know hmm. what i got i know one. Uh, go ahead dev donovan I, I, mcnab oh man you know oh, and, and, and this is Ma because I actually, was a, I actually was a big donovan mcnab fan before. I don't know if that if I will, when I really count it because I think before he got here we were like that's a good move. You know, I, I wonder if at the time we weren't all excited to have Donovan McNabb. Yeah, I was. was. Excited. Yeah, I, I don't know if I want to count it, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go results, Donovan McNabb. We gave up two draft picks for him. Um, we paid him a buttload of money. That was Andy Reid fleecing 1.0. We didn't have to give him that second pick, by the way, because he, he didn't meet the he didn't meet the he didn't meet the statistical threshold to make us give the other pick, by the way. So technically we're gonna get one pick. Now let me let me back up just a second here on, on McNabb. It wasn't like McNabb McNabb was replacing Jason Campbell, who I like. Right, right, right. That's that's what made it worse. But McNabb at the time you looked at it and said that's probably an upgrade from Jason Campbell. It didn't work out. But if you look at McNabb was coming off his best statistical year in terms of pure passing. But he can't oh throw anything that's not a deep bomb. 
Well, he like, didn't have D-Jax to throw the ball to. I mean, you know, he had Anthony Armstrong, but he wasn't throwing the ball. He had Lloyd. He had Brendan Lloyd. He was killing it with that motherfucker one year. Lloyd, Lloyd was not on the team by the time that happened. Lloyd was on the nah, team. Are you sure? You sure? I think Donald yes. Dad was throwing the Lloyd league. was on the team when Mark Brunel was quarterback. The problem is, Jason Campbell, I think he had four offensive coordinators in four years, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, or four and five, something along those lines. But mm-hmm. it, I feel like he, he, it, Shanny didn't want him. They, they discarded him before he even got a chance to be anything under Shanahan. And I'm with you, Dev. I was psyched when Dev, when McNabb yeah. came. Cause how many, think about how many times McNabb freaking, you know, burned us. He was, quest- he was people questioned mm-hmm. Jeff George from the start. That's why I don't see McNabb as as bad a blunder because it wasn't a blunder when it happened. It was a blunder when we realized, Oh, Donovan ain't the same. Right. But Jeff George from the minute that we got him, we're like, why? Yeah. And why is Dan talking about he wants this to be a competition nope, and all that's this other fair. stuff? That's why, you know, and I, I I mean McNabb, I was a blunder, but I think McNabb was a bigger blunder with, with Shanahan. Shanahan didn't know how to buy, uh, handle him really well and kind of threw him under the bus because Shanahan really didn't want him. Yeah. But well, I'll tell you one we didn't bring up. What's that? The fact that uh Dan went behind Gruden now back and got uh, Alex Smith without uh, so, so Dev, that's what I was gonna say. You had narrow. You took Jeff George. You took yeah. McNabb. I was gonna say Alex Smith, yeah. Andy Reid fleecing 2.0. Uh, Gruden Gruden didn't know that was happening. I think he found out on social media that that was happening. So that's that's my number one it, quarterback blunder. Would pick and chase Young over Herbert be one of them? Would he be responsible for that? If I mean, it work I, out no. We were we were. You could even no. argue Dwayne Haskins. You know, he, nah. according to Jay Gruden, he came running in off his yacht. He made that pick from his yacht. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Gruden doubled down on that today. He said, Dan Snyder had no business selecting folks, draft picks for this team, especially the quarterback. He goes, I have nothing wrong with the owner making picks for his team, but he should have been informed. He didn't go to the scout meetings. He didn't go to the, the team meetings. He didn't watch film. And Jay was like, the owner for the Bengals would, would sit in all those meetings when we talked about it. So he had made informed decisions when it came to draft pick. But either way, um, some of these comments, Chet Scotland said uh, Danny Werfel. <clears throat> Danny Woeful. Danny Werfel. Well, we give it a for Gus for Robbie, one of them. That was pre-Dan Snyder, wasn't it? Nah, yeah, that was pre-Dan yeah, Snyder. Okay. Right. Yeah, that was pre-Dan Snyder. Um, yeah, Marcus says same thing. Rid of Brad Johnson for Jeff George. Ryan's with you with uh, McNabb. Uh, Patrick Ramsey? Wasn't Ramsey pre-Dan Snyder? That's close. No, that was during Dan Snyder. He, he But we needed a quarterback. <laughs> we, we, went, we were going into that season. It was going to be Patrick Ramsey being developed and a bunch of Florida guys who knew how to ran, run Steve uh, Spurrier's Spurrier, system. Yeah. That's why I don't say Werfel because Werfel was actually brought in to be a backup the starter that first season, Tony Banks. we had Florida. We were running the fun and gun. Was Shane Matthews? Shane Matthews, uh, Spurrier, Florida connection. And when did, when did Tony Banks come? Oh no, Shay, uh, Patrick Ramsey was 2002, 2002, Tony, 2005. Where's Tony Banks at? 2001. He was the backup to Jeff George. We cut Jeff George after two games because he was that awful, and well, Marty did. And then Marty put Tony Banks in to really just be a guy who can manage the game, but he had a big arm, but he wasn't really accurate. So he's more of a game manager. But 
you know, he could stretch the field occasionally. And then you had Kent Graham as the backup. Kent Graham. There's there's a little history lesson for you. Yeah, I knew you knew um, that too. Kevin Flint asked, what's the ceiling and floor of the Commanders this year? What do you guys I, think? I got, I got eight wins, bro. I got us at 11. 11. I think we – so this kind of goes back to our predictions. Yeah, I think ceiling, you guys had nine, right? I think yeah, nine, well, I mean, for the floor, I, I think I got – man. This the is floor eight. is seven. I, yeah, I got, I, I got is, six. I think the floor is six. Yeah, I got the floor and is my, six. My, my ceiling is 11. And that's a very generous ceiling. I think we're going to win. Uh, my game. ceiling, my ceiling, like everything breaking right is 12 or 13. My thing, my thing about it is if the, my problem, that's, I, that's I think everything that, goes right and everybody else sucks. Right. That has to happen. That's, that's my point. I'm just trying to be realistic. Honestly, Philly should be the best team in the, in the conference. And I think also that the Dallas Cowboys should be at least better than us. They should be on paper if everybody plays. I don't know if Martin and all of them are playing, but if everybody plays. So, so, or as good. So there can't be three teams winning 10, 12 games, man. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. We never beat the Giants. I don't give a shit if we win all 17 games. We're going to lose to the Giants. You know that's going to happen. That's just who we are, bro. We lose to these motherfuckers every year. And uh, Giants, Daniel Giants Jones will get his uh, seventy-nine yards. They, they own us. They own us. Man. Giants are in a deep doo-doo pool right now. They so. are, but they'll find a way to beat us or or ties. It'll be one of the. <laughs> it'll be one of the two. But like I said, I I just don't see it. Like I feel like we have the talent to do it. I feel like we could be. I feel like we're better than last year. It might not translate to the record. If you know what I'm saying, like I think I think that if the quarterback is at least. He has to be good. He can't be just average, man. We got to know for a fact that we're not looking for a quarterback next year for Ron to keep his job, bro. It can't be like, well, let's give him one more year. Maybe we drop the quarterback. It's got to be like, that can't even be a question, bro. Yeah, true story. Uh, Ryan says, love me some Jason Campbell. Uh, Marcus says, yeah. Carson Wentz is the second one. I think Carson Wentz is on Ron. I don't think Carson Wentz is on Dan. I think Dan had already yeah. stepped back into the shadows Yeah. at that point. He probably had to ask him, but I think – I think that was all Ron. Um, did we go Ron on TV and say we got our quarterback or some shit? Now. Didn't Dan do that? <laughs> yeah. Didn't Dan say we got our quarterback? Yeah, probably through Ron, though. Um, T-Ho, what's up, T-Ho? Says, hey, guys, how you doing? Oh, I'm shit. I'm so happy that Dan hey. is gone. And we're happy to see you, brother. I thought you, yeah, I thought you disagreed you. with Carly, man. I didn't know where T-Ho went to. <laughs> I was like, dude, I see him chasing the baby of the interstate, man. He just disappeared. <laughs> T-Ho says, man. Rex Grossman is the worst quarterback. Oh, Dan, I got a soundboard now. If I, got a congr- I got a happy soundboard. How about this? Congratulations. There you go. I disagree on Rex Grossman, though. I actually hated that, you know, some guys. Finger pointing in the right direction here. Steve was definitely probably Steve a John was Beck a John Beck guy. Oh, guy. I was a I I was at the game where I think Gross, Grossman threw three picks. Yeah, and the team everyone was screaming. I was in tech section two fourteen. Everyone was screaming. We want Beck. And I was like, I think it was versus the Dolphins. I stood up and I was like, we want, or we was want Eagles. Beck. We want Beck. And he came in and, and he sucked. And he sucked for the next Just as much games. as Rex did. Actually, he, he got did. sacked 
He got sacked 10 times against the Bills, and I literally did an analysis one time. This is back when I used to do fan posts for uh, Hogs Haven. And uh, I literally counted that seven, possibly eight of them were on Beck. That's yeah. bad. Do you know he's a really good – apparently he's a very good quarterback coach right now? So are a lot of guys who couldn't hack it. Yeah, really. some guys are great coaches, and they're just not – they don't cut it for um, – Because they, had, they, they got through through technique, not yeah. because of raw talent. Um, Marcus says the floor is eight. Ryan says seven. Um, okay, next category. Worst free agent signing. Worst free agent signing. Oh, I got a good one. I'm going to go first. You went first last time, Phil. Um, I'm going to say Deion Sanders. What? Yes. No, no. So hear me out. From a business perspective, it was the worst. Seven years, $56 million. Seven years, Dev. Seven years. You can't tell me. Penny, that's pennies right now. You can't tell me that that was a good deal. Because guess how many years he played for the Redskins? One. Seven years. It was we, It was pretty shitty. But I don't think it's the worst. And and I, I'm almost positive we continue to pay that out. I'm trying to, trying to go back and look up the the. Nah, I think I think it, I think we had a buyout. Whatever he went to the Ravens. We paid it. We we paid him for a long time after that. Same with like Archuleta or. Because he retired like for two years. Uh, yeah, but I'm saying he came back with the Raiders. I think that was a settlement they had to do for him to go back to play for the Raiders. Yeah, but the that's Ravens, mine. Ravens. I love. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad Deion Sanders played for this team, but to sign him to a seven year deal, I think he was already in his 33, 34 years old. He was in his. He was he was late in his life. Um, I mean, shit. We signed Bruce Smith, and he was thirty-seven. <laughs> At least but Bruce Smith was productive. He was productive for four years for us, absolutely. But you know that that's my pick is Deion Sanders. Phil, what do you, what do you got? Adam Archuleta. Adam Archuleta. Because Archuleta didn't give a with shit, that. and he was and, and and we questioned that move when it happened. That's not one of those that people went. Now, I didn't because I was like, oh, Adam Archuleta, he's been great for the Rams. And I had totally, when I did that, I had totally forgotten the fact that he had, his production and his abilities and his talent had declined. So I, I over the past, previous season. So I was like, well, Adam Archuleta, you know, he was great for the Rams, was great. I yeah. did not see it coming that he was going to be that terrible for Washington. So yeah, uh, yeah, um, Archuleta, and the fact that we got Archuleta, and in the process we got rid of Ryan Clark to get Archuleta. Yeah, who went on to play many great years for the Pittsburgh Steelers afterwards? And he could have been. Can you imagine a Ryan Clark and Sean Taylor defensive backfield? And Shit. if they would have kept Carlos Rogers, and if uh, had it been your boy had a, the duty out of steroids, had it been any good. No, uh, Laron Landry. Landry. We wouldn't even drafted Landry if Clark had been on the team. That's the crazy yeah. thing. I don't think him and Chantel got along at that time, right? Some shit. I don't, I don't know. know. Laron just got all beefed up on roids and then gets trucked by Brandon Jacobs. And Brandon Jacobs run over a lot of people, man. You you cannot be run over when you get that big. No, you don't. Yeah. Um. 
Terrence, what up, Terrence? Says, what up, homies? Thank you for tuning in. Our boy Mean Green, Eagles fan, jumping in the chat with us. We're just celebrating the fact that Josh Harris is our new owner, homegrown Maryland native, talking about his Bethesda Chevy Chase roots today. So, talked about yes. walking down East Capitol Street. He said that I did get a little bit of chills because I remember doing that too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, dude. Dude, Man. I mean, it's, it's obviously it's, it's uh Albert Hainsworth. I don't know why Albert? no one's. I, I mean, mean it's, 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 I'm just obvious. trying to think outside the box here. Yes, right, that's it. No one was gonna say it. I was like, hell, I mean, I'll say it is obviously it was him, but it was Albert Hainsworth. This is not even a question, but you know, contrary to what people think, we were off the hook for a lot of that money. We didn't pay him a lot of money, seven year deal, hundred million dollars, a salary cap penalty afterwards. Yeah, I mean, well, the 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 problem with that one that I had, Dev, so we paid him for two years, $11 million, and then $23.7 million we paid him in 2010. Well, the rest of that $100 million went to somebody else. Be, but if you remember, that was we signed him before um, Mike Shanahan came, mm-hmm. and we were running a 4-3. He yeah. came from a 4-3 defense on Tennessee. Mike Shanahan gets here, installs a 3-4, and all of a sudden Albert Hainsworth is not a true nose tackle anymore so he's playing out of position and i don't think he liked that and then it, it all went downhill from then you Sorry, remember the whole you didn't want to get double and triple team correct and you remember the whole physicals he made him do remember that nonsense with shanahan and oh, whole... i loved it i loved it because it was making him earn he, he i loved it because it was making him earn his money at least a little bit yeah and then you know that's pretty embarrassing when you can't pass this this shuttle run and yeah. these arniac can i know and She's Zarniac, by the way. <laughs> Chet Scotland said Hainsworth. Ryan says Fat Albert. Yeah. T.O. says Fat Albert. Clearly, Marcus says Hainsworth Albert, and Deion man. Sanders. T.O. says Deion Sanders. Ryan no, says no Mark Carrier. letter. So uh, on De- Deuce made a post yesterday, and I said Mark Carrier in his post. I said Carrier. I said not money, but Bruce why, Smith? why are you signing these guys? Andre Reed. We signed, you know, we signed Andre Reed oh, yeah. to a one year yeah. deal. We signed uh, what's the name too? Um, Mark uh, well, we need oh, hold, on. What's the name? I, hold on, hold on. The Reed thing Shana. was a necessity because uh, that, was, that was because Westbrook got hurt in the second game of the season. We needed another receiver, Sean yeah. Alexander, uh, running back. Yeah, we signed him. Sean running Alexander, running Seahawks, Willie Parker, yeah. Larry Ryan Johnson. says uh, Terrell Pryor. Yeah. I had a lot of hope coming out of Cleveland. Ryan had a good year, though. Yeah, a good year. That one year. You had a good year. He did. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Clark and Ryan Landry. Jason Donaway tuning in from Facebook. Thank you, bro, for tuning Brandon in. Brandon Lloyd the first time. Land, uh, Chet says um, Landry's still getting burnt by Deshaun on the first play from – I hated Leron Landry. And the, when he would give up a 30, 40, 50-yard play and make a tackle, he would stand over the, the dude like and intimidate him like, motherfucker, you just gave a 50-yard play. You have yeah. no business trying to stand over someone like what? you, man. I, uh, he did that. Ter- <laughs> Terrence says James Trash Thrash. I liked James Thrash on our team. He played well for you guys. He was a good kick returner. I think he was Thrash very was good. good for us. He was a good, um, like a utility guy, like that third, fourth receiver for, for a long time. You know, almost had a little bit of moxie in him. That that James Thrash, you know. Material. Greg Delaney says Jeff George. Yeah, that's what I said. A lot of these, lot of these things kind of uh, are duplicative. But he's uh, Terrence says I say James Thrash because we. 
Oh, it's Say what? You went to the upside down for a second. I don't know what happened. I did? Oh, I don't know. Okay. This one should be much easier. Worst draft pick underneath Dan Snyder. There's some easy ones, and there might be some you might have to reach down and. I'm going to answer y'all now. Dotson. Dotson? Dotson, you mean? Josh Dotson? Dotson, yeah. Josh Dotson, wide receiver. Texan Christian U- Texas Christian University. First that round. Probably pick. isn't really the worst. It's just off top. 2000, what, 18? 17. Yeah. 17? I don't know. Drawing blanks here. That was a Scott McLuhan pick, by the way. So I don't know if we could, we don't know how much influence Dan had over that pick because at that point we thought we had a general manager for the first time in years. Somebody's going to say RG3. That's an easy one. I wouldn't. I don't think it's a it. bad pick. It was a magical year. Yeah, for, he got hurt. Yeah, first. Yeah, I mean, it was super magical for six games. Yeah. Before yeah. that, it was just fun to watch. But um, it's some of these comments here. Uh, Chet Scotland says Malcolm and Devin. So he's talking about Malcolm Kelly and Devin Thomas. We Malcolm picked them back to back, if I'm not mistaken. Anyone in the second round could be picked uh, in this in this conversation because we haven't picked the second round pick. I got a worse one than Two all decades. Of I feel like. And Marcus says the same thing. Malcolm and Devin, Malcolm Kelly and Devin Thomas. There's you some stories that, behind this. Devin Thomas though. is Devin Thomas worse than Josh Doxson? Really? I think so. I think Devin Thomas ended up making a Pro Bowl. No, not with us. Giants. No, he didn't shit. make a Pro Bowl with anybody. He made a modeling career. I thought he did something with the – look it up, man. Devin Thomas with the Giants. I thought he made like a kick returner or some shit. I thought he made it one year or some shit. He was trash everywhere. But some injuries too. Yeah. Here's the thing. There are two that are worse than this. Okay. And I, I have a tie for this one. I could not decide between the two. One is Taylor Jacobs. Is he a high pick though? Second rounder. We never nailed those, by the way. Everyone and his stats, <laughs> his stats are worse than all the people we named. The other one is Sua Cravens. Oh, Sua Cravens! Second round pick. Second round pick. Same yeah. draft as Doxon. No uh, second round our, picks. No second round our, picks work for us, though. He was our tweener. We gotta make it. We can't use second round picks. None of them are good. That's not any second round picks that are good. Besides Pierre Smith uh, or whatever his name is, the place with Green Bay now, and he was good. He was okay here. He was great there. So there's he was, no he was, second. He round was picks. second round pick talent here. He played yeah. like a second round pick, right? Like a first round with Green Bay. Sue Cravens didn't do Jack Diddley squat for us, and neither did Taylor Jacobs. So both Taylor Jacobs, Sue Cravens are my two worst picks. And see, the funny, thing is, funny thing is, nobody remembers Taylor Jacobs. That's how non-impactful he was. And he was the top pick in that draft because he didn't have a first rounder in that draft. Yeah. Taylor Jacobs was the top pick we had in that draft. And no one even remembers him, let alone would mention him in this list because he's that forgotten. That's bad. Um, there's some context. We talked about this on the podcast before, but there's a story with Devin Thomas. 
um, during that draft. So Vinny Serrato, they had, so we had the 48th and 51st picks in that draft. Mm. All right. We also had, we had already picked at number 34, Devin Thomas, because Dan Snyder said, you're picking him. This is Jim Zorn's, uh, Jim Zorn was uh, head coach at the time. So Vinny Serrato said who he wanted to draft at 48. Do you know who it was? I can't remember now. Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles. Kansas City Chiefs running back who had a phenomenal career. Jamal Charles. We could have had Deshaun Jackson in that draft. I'm sorry, 51. We drafted Fred Davis at 48. Yeah, um, I was going to say 51, we sandwiched two receivers around yeah. Fred Davis. Uh, at 51, we uh, Serato wanted Jamal Charles, uh, but but Dan, uh, Dan Snyder overruled him and selected Malcolm Kelly. Then they get I get Deion why, Jordan because we were, we were lacking a, you know that, that big body red zone receiver, and we had been lacking that for a long time. And I knew that that was like a thing they were going to look at in the draft. So when we picked up both of them, like it made sense, but neither one of them turned out to be anything. So is what it is. But yeah, Jamal Charles would have been a better pick, especially because if you had had the foresight, the foresight to know that you you were never going to get anything good out of, well, you probably weren't going to get much good out of uh, Clinton Portis there out. He was on the downside of his career. We didn't know that at the time. Yeah, but that would have been a fantastic replacement to have. I think so. I mean, well, so so you're Dev. Who did you say again? All right, Dion Jordan. I guess 2013. Dion Jordan. Yeah, I don't remember. Was it defensive end? I think or something. Dion Ohio. Jordan. Dion Jordan was was drafted by. You said Josh yeah. Doxson. I did say that. Hold on. I, I wrote it down. Yeah, Deion Jordan. We didn't draft Deion Jordan. Was we didn't draft by the, anybody the named Deion Jordan. I'm tripping. Yeah. Um, Look at our draft bus. I, I, you could all. I mean, Robert Griffin III is too easy, but I'm not going to say Robert Griffin because I enjoyed and appreciated everything everything he did in 2012. And I know we traded the farm for him, and we were handicapped for years on top of the cap penalties that hit us for the. Next two years after he was drafted, if I'm not mistaken, right? Two years, wasn't it? Two year cap penalty for two consecutive years. Yeah. Um, so a lot of things just went wrong. So I'm not going to say Robert Griffin because that's just not fair. I I love what Robert Griffin did. 2012 is still one of the most exciting years in my life. But <clears throat> I'm going to go and say in 2007 is Laurent Landry. You guys had talked about it already. I uh, it was yeah. just such a a bad pick. From LSU at the time, and he was okay. Sixth, sixth overall pick. Sixth, he he you know drafted what? him where he was expected to go, though. Yes, but I'm just saying it's all. This is all hindsight, right? This is all hindsight. I'm going to tell you who he, he could have been great with. Sean Taylor. Guess who got picked number seven? Adrian Peterson. Number and then who number eight? Jamal Anderson. Patrick huh. Willis eleven. Marshawn Lynch twelve. Darrell Revis. 14. That draft was loaded. What was he sure? Was he sure? Uh, he was 94. He was, he a Snyder? was he a no, Snyder? he was Jack a Jack Kent Cook guy. 
Yeah, he was okay. a, he was a Charlie Casserly and Norv Turner guy. They yeah. both wanted him. Yeah, that's what Howard. That wasn't him either, right? No, that, that was, was still a bad. That was still time. a bad pick. Uh, Greg Delaney, thank you for tuning in for Facebook, brother. Says Dwayne Haskins. I I was gonna pick Dwayne Haskins. I wanted to. I know Jay didn't want Dwayne Haskins. Jay wanted who the guy who's the guy that went to um Denver and now he's in um Seattle. Beat out by Gino. Drew Locke. Uh, Drew Locke. He was a Drew Locke fan. Just like Mike Shanahan was going to draft Ryan Tannehill at six, have we not traded the farm for Robert Griffin? Um, I don't know. Marcus says uh, Fred Davis was so underrated. Yep, Ryan Landry was the muscle head. Okay, underrated. Do you mean the right underrated? Fred Davis, he was underrated. I wouldn't say he's underrated. He did. He did. He did. He, he had. He do. had uh, drug problems. Everybody got he had, drug problems. He got suspended from America. Weed. Yeah, but you know, yeah, I think the problem with Fred Davis, why he doesn't look upon us favorably, too, is because besides the drug problems, he was sandwiched between two of the best tight ends this franchise has ever had. Yeah, Chris he came Cooley. in, he came in to replace Cooley, and then he got replaced by Jordan Reed. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And yeah, he had those drug issues. Um, he had injury and then a drug issue like back to back, and he just never, never rebounded back. Um, okay, one more negative, and we'll end it on a positive. That's so Dan. Give me a that's so Dan moment if you can think of one. I, there's probably quite a few. Um, if you don't have any, I, I'll I'll say that's so Dan. Wearing Timberlands to press conferences. <laughs> yeah, it's suing the Washington post or suing fans for not renewing their season tickets, even though they signed a contract or no, I'll, I'll say um, his, I want to say it was like either a 50 or 75% increase in um, parking prices after he became the owner, uh, which was just unnecessary. He didn't have to do it. Um, and he did it. I think that's such a, Dan Snyder thing, uh, putting all of those things in place and everything was about the bottom bottom line and, you know, putting your own Johnny Rockets franchise in your crappy stadium. Um, yeah. So that's, that's my, that's so Dan moment. You got anything, Phil? <sighs> this could be coaches. This could be, I, I, ha- I mean, there's so many to pick from, but, Jim Zorn as head coach. Uh, yeah, because who are we going after? He was he the consolation prize. Let me, let me tell you. Let, let, let's let's story time, guys. Barbara Lewis. We actually had Joe Gibbs had left a plan of succession when he left. Sure did. Now, Greg Williams would become head yep. coach. Yep. Greg Blosh would become defensive coordinator, and Al oh. Saunders would remain offensive, offensive coordinator. coordinator. That's correct. So what he does is he says, "I'm not bringing in." Greg Williams is head coach. I'm not keeping Al Saunders as offensive coordinator. I'm going to bring – well, first of all, I'm going to bring Jim Zorn in to be offensive coordinator. Yeah. Which, okay, fine. He was a quarterback's coach. Usually moving to offensive coordinator is a common step up, right? And this is coming off those Seahawks teams with, you know, Sean Alexander – and Matt Hasselbeck that went to Super Bowl, went to a bunch of playoff games, beat us in the playoffs in 07. And then 
after offering him offensive coordinator, calls him back, says, come back in and interview again for head coach. To the point that Zorn literally called his wife, and his wife says, you better take this job because you're probably not going to get another offer like this ever again. His own wife didn't think he was head coach material. Yeah, very true. So I renege. I'm going to say mine is is the canning of Marty Schottenheimer. Finished the season eight and eight, started out really bad. Oh, five. Hall of Fame coach. And then he, not only did he fire Marty Schottenheimer because Marty wanted more control of the team, he replaced him with Steve Spurrier. Because he wanted to have fun. Yeah. yeah, on paper, Steve Rager. My buddy we Dave Dave Razor says, while this conversation is totally relevant, it's depressing. But that's okay, Dave, because this is a celebration tonight. We have sold the team. It's over. That's right. It's party. Dev, do you have a Dan moment? If not, we'll end on a positive note. It's definitely Dan Warren Timberland's press conference, bro. <laughs> Like, that's, which that's is which is everyone man, knows man. that picture if you haven't if you, you got hopefully that's everyone hilarious. knows that that picture if not i'll try to because he does it all the time there's not one picture he wears tims to press conferences he does apparently he wears them right too or that time he uh frosted his hair to try to say it was a sign <laughs> i think that's when he took a hiatus for a while i, I forgot about that. yeah <clears throat> all right so oh, what is everyone's best moment under Dan Snyder? This this is the you know this is the final you know technical topic, but the best moments under Dan Snyder. Who would like to start? Oh, best moment to way back. This could be. Oh uh, yeah, I got one. I and got it doesn't one. Mean that it I have got to one. Work out. I got it was one. Just the, you, at the time, you were like, oh man, this is one. it, and it could have it could have burst into flames. But Dev, go ahead. When they fired, when they re- get, when he sold the team, that's the best thing. <laughs> Cheap copy. Yeah. Um, I have two. I have two. Okay. The first one is '99 NFC Wild Card after we won the division for the first time since '91, and we beat the Lions, twenty-seven to thirteen. Thank you, Brad Johnson. And well, actually, I'll tell you what. Do you want to thank somebody? You thank Stephen Davis in that Come game. Come on, we want Dallas game. No, 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 no. We beat the Lions, and we were going. We we ended up playing uh, Tampa Bay next week, and then we lost on that botched field goal stand. Yeah. But the stadium was rocking, and and it felt like RFK for the first time ever. And you really thought you were on the precipice of of a, a new era. Like, oh my God. New owner, first season, we win the division, we go into the playoffs, we kick this other team's ass, and this is a team that had beaten us earlier in the season, too, and quarterbacked by Gus Farratt, and we kicked their ass. That was the game that um, Trey Johnson got ejected for fighting, for uh, defending uh, Brad Johnson. Trey Johnson yeah. got kicked out. That was one, because I remember thinking, oh, my God, we're back. And we weren't. The other one, and Chet Scotland beat me to it, is the Monday Night Miracle. Monday Night Miracle. Yep. And I think that one is more sentimental, but it happened under Dan. But that was because it was the first. It was the 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 Monday after my son was born. Yeah. We had brought him home the previous day, 
What's it? What's the day he called? Uh, what's the game where he called Mara a motherfucker, man? Called who? Mara he for called, the Giants. He called Jim Jim Mara motherfucker. Dan. Yeah, yeah man. This was, uh, 2012. This was this was 2012. Yeah, yeah, 2012. Yeah, yeah. 2012 was the his best at home. Yeah. 2012 was Dan Snyder's best. Well, and then best you notice the following opinion. year, that's when Mara led the charge for the cat nah. penalty, and we claimed. Yeah, collusion. but he did it was that, that year. In 2012. That year. Remember that game was with RG3. Is the game where RG3 fumbled to Josh? Uh, to uh, Josh It was a fumble, but it was a forward lateral. But they called it a fumble. He I played it off like it was a fumble. We won the game like 1910, I think it was the final yeah. score. And before the game, Dan Snyder called John, called John Mara a motherfucker. Ah, get him, Dan. But you know what? If there's nothing else I'll ever, ever, ever walk up to Dan and shake his hand for, I will walk up to Dan and shake his hand for that one because that is one of the most astute observations of another human being ever heard. Right. Um, Marcus kind of hit one of mine when you hired Joe Gibbs. I think, yeah, Joe Gibbs 2.0 was a great was a great move to come I remember back. The next I brought morning, a lot of people. I remember, I remember the back. next morning. When when that happened, y'all remember this? PGC. This is 04, guys. This tells this this dates the song reference and everything. S- the next morning, WPGC was playing a parody of "Change Clothes" by Jay Z, but it was Coach Gibbs is back home. And <laughs> I do not remember that. I was in Korea, but I give that one and three quarter stars on. Uh, yeah. But for me, my favorite moment, it was that 2012 run. That was just such a magical season for me because I because I got to go every home game that year. And no matter what happened, I, I felt like Dan had made the right move for getting Robert Griffin. Doesn't yeah. matter what it cost. We had found our guy and we were on the leading edge of the next generation of quarterback. We were the first ones running the, the run pass option. Nobody was doing it. And I was like, did we finally do something right first? And are we going to be the trailblazers of something good? Wrong. <laughs> so wrong. But for that time, it was. For a moment, we and were we, the future. And we almost, we were supposed to have Peyton Manning that year. Yeah. He was supposed to be Shanahan him, was supposed bro. to bring him, bring him over. It wasn't supposed we, to be RG3. We had we, we, Peyton Manning. We, uh, we were strapped for cash. Yeah, because of the Giants, hence the motherfucker speech. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Um, Just recapping, if you didn't get to watch the Josh Harris interview, it's on the Commander's YouTube homepage. Uh, Just a quick recap from it. They ask him about RFK. You know, he's like, listen, (laughs) we just got here. We haven't even been on our first day. Training camp starts this weekend. Our first priority is football operations and improving the fan experience and then engaging the community. He said all the right things. And he's basically, he's, he's like, listen, I'm going to listen to what Ron and the guys, and we're going to watch. That's it. You know, no, no committing. No, we're doing this. We're doing that. And I think that's the right approach. Don't come in and just try to change everything. Uh, but his first fri- priority is football. And then after that, it's improving fan experience, engaging the community. I, I think we're in the first two will make the third just happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he said, listen, and, we haven't had a lot of team access 
pr- uh, prior to he did he did get to meet the staff and Ron, but there wasn't a lot of access because I, I there's probably some um, what's it called like a ethical stuff that they probably weren't allowed to talk yeah, about. You can't have that information until you actually understand. Yeah. But one of the yeah, reporters asked if, if he was going to be. Do you plan on being in DC a lot? And he's like, "Listen, my priority is here. My mom lives here. I will. My be, mama here. I will be here." Um, and he just said, "Listen, I'm going to be doing a lot of listening from Ron." That, and that's what he said. Go ahead, can, go ahead, can we? Can we? Can we squash something right now? What's that? He mentioned the three things that are his priority, and the first two are the most important. That's being football. And being fan experience, so no, the name's not changing again. Yeah, no name changing with the gesture. Yeah, Dave says agreed. The RG3 moon was fun. Didn't work out, but it was fun. It was just a great memory. I'm glad it happened. Um, Chet says, new name on the horizon. They will exercise <laughs> the Steven Snyder left behind, including the team. No, Remember, I was holding this up for anybody who thinks that name's going to change. Again, no, stadium, you are not I getting red wolves. I can go twice as high. Take a That's right. Man. Snyder says, I can't go anywhere. Well, the greatest thing he ever done was flip $600 million to, to $6 billion. Seriously. And, and you know, <clears throat> on that point, Dev, um, the Mary, Mary Jo White report was released. So that was the report that the NFL did uh, independently. So the team did theirs. And, of course, they said everything was great. The NFL did theirs. And the conclusion of it was that um, – Dan owes $60 million. And that, that encompasses um, that's from all the harassment and all the financial fraud that the team conducted with the non-reporting of the revenue. So they have to go back and apparently they have to pay players more money because of the fraud that the team conducted. This is going to get swept under the rug, by the way. So we might yeah, as well talk about well, it now. Billion dollars to pay it with. Yeah, it's it's it was all approved by the six, NFL Finance six billion dollars. And I think someone did the math. It's like what less than one percent of six billion. I mean it's some crazy stupid yeah, it was number. like but like the an team, extra million apparently the team was not cooperative with the investigation. This is all in the report by the way you can read it. Um they um, they have a history of compliance with NFL sharing rules uh, reflects an outlier in the club asserting very aggressive and highly questionable interpretation of the rules within, and also engaging in multiple violation of the rules, clearly crossing into the line of deliberate evasion. That's the fraud they're talking about. The other I'm stuff. Let, I'll let you know right now, though, this story just came out on ESPN that there's a pretty good chance. Josh Harris could change the team name as a way to erase Snyder's legacy. That I mean, it's all possible. Everything's going to be speculated. So, so, so saying the name ain't going to change, Phil. It's funny. We might see Red Wolves. The guy who said this. No, I thought there was an NFL rule. Talking to Rich Eisen, but he has no connection to Josh Harris. Yeah. So that's just rumor, speculation, and innuendo. And goddamn, what are we going to change the name to? Fucking Red Wolves. Yes. Are you all eight? Fast Blacks. You know, the Washington football team. 
Fast blast. I would have mind. I wouldn't mind the football team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, you, you get this too for that one. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. This just got to be Redskins. If it's, if it's not Redskins, keep it, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah might well. Going back to Redskins, keep it. Let's not create another series of arguments over a bad name. Unless you got some kind of an awesome name in your pocket that is not Red Wolves. Redskins or that, Commanders. Or that Martin McCauley doesn't already have trademarked. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love name the, the W. Name, name them the Mark McCauley's. The, um, says, uh, the name of the asshole lawyers that would fit for so many different reasons. In DC, there was uh, so many people calling into 106.7 today. I heard on my commute to Alexandria, and everyone, every caller, change the name, change the name because they would they think they think that somehow they're going to get Redskins back or they want some. I, you know what, here, demonetize me, Facebook or, or YouTube, demonetize me. They want some. Pussy ass name like Red Wolves. Oh, Phil, you had to do it. You had to do it. God, I was gonna say I like couldn't a find it. made little kid name. You get that? I I need one of those for me. It is such a horrid name. It's the kind of name that your little kids' travel soccer team would call themselves. Okay, it is not befitting of an NFL franchise. All right, and I also hate the fact that it just sounds like a you know. If you say it really fast, it sounds like you have a speech impediment. Watch the Wolves. Watch the Wolves. I mean, it's a, it's well, okay I want to the octopuses just so I was going to say go pussies every time we score a touchdown. It's okay to not like the commanders, but I, I just don't like the never commanders people. Like, it's not going to be Redskins. So it's what, never going to be Redskins. It's not Redskins is never coming back. Let me tell you something. All right. Say never. We talked, we talked about this earlier. We talked about no this earlier. Way. Amongst ourselves. Never would happen. What if that's Never. on the table? This though? name change would have happened six, seven years ago. It would not have happened in 2020. Under a different owner, Redskins would have been gone back in like 2012, yeah. 2015. Snyder was a perfect dickhead to keep that name. <laughs> We're never changing a name. Yeah, he was a perfect dickhead for that Period. one. Man. He we kept guy. that name until a dramatic social. Uh, uh, Climate upheaval happened to force the matter. Yeah, that's not probably cool as hell now though. He ain't got to worry about being a risk on it. He's probably a cool guy to hang out with. No, yeah, he has Chet says I'd love the Redskins again. If your name is Elmer Fudd, then Redwoods would sound like you said he it. Doesn't. Yeah, that's why I'm saying there's no there's no perfect name. You might as well just stick with Commanders. I don't even care. Well, much, I hate to say this, but a lot of people who are. still want who want to bring the name Redskins back, they look like Elmer Fudd. So. It's just not gonna happen. It's a yeah, I don't know. But, I like I mean look, I would look, I would love to have Redskins back, but I'm realistic about the fact that it's not gonna happen. It's just not. Yeah. Might happen. Well, there is if a does, that is the that is that is the one one name that would unify everybody. It's the one name that would unify everybody. But it's not going to yes. happen. So get behind what it is. If the team goes to the, goes to the Super Bowl this year, are you still going to call in complaining about commanders? Maybe. No. <laughs> uh, for those who can't see it, the team did release a statement today by Josh Harris, his first 
official statement on the commander's website said today my partners and i were my partners and i were entrusted by the nfl with stewardship of a great franchise as a lifelong washington football fan who grew up here i know that the commanders are more than just a sports team this is an institution passed down from generation to generation from day one it's our top priority to deliver to deliver you a championship caliber team and we'll strive every day to ensure that we are a franchise you can be proud of. To Commanders fans everywhere, our promise is simple. We will do the work, create the culture, and make the investment needed to deliver this, excuse me, to deliver for this team and Washington. So it's exciting, you know. He By did, the way, Josh okay. Harris, nice set of balls. You dropped the name Redskins right in front of Roger Goodell. Loved it. Yeah, but he was talking about the good old days of the yeah, Hall, he says, Mark, then Redskins now Red commanded. Gibbs. He didn't yeah. he didn't dance around it like some people would, would expect. He flat out said it. And I was like, good for you. By the way, I didn't know Roger Goodell's from DC. I looked up his bio and he is not. So he lied. So well, his Wikipedia says I think he's from Pennsylvania. So he, he said, I saw that too, because I grew up right down the street. From Josh Harris. From DC, and I was like, huh? Yeah, I I don't know. It confused the heck out of me, and I'll, I'll I, I'm looking it up right you now. Really Roger, trust Roger Goodell to tell the truth about it. Well, his Wikipedia page says he was born. He was from uh, Jamestown, New York. I trust his Wikipedia. Uh, that, that explains why he lets John Mara get away with everything. But I yeah, trust I, his Wikipedia page. I would trust. I, the, <laughs> I trust his Wikipedia page way more than I trust anything that comes out of his mouth. Yeah. Period. Period. Childhood. Born in Jamestown, New York. Um, then the family moved to Bronxville, New York, where he graduated from high school. So yeah, I don't I don't know what he's talking about. I really don't. Yeah. D Dave says PowerPoint slides. That's right. <laughs> oh, PowerPoint slides. Gotta love it. Um, yeah, so there's some there's some fun times on the horizon. Tomorrow is a pep rally to kick off the training camp and the start of the 2023 season. Um, it's it's going to be a, a good time. I, I hope so anyways, but everyone's invited. All you have to do is go online. It's free. You can RSVP. Uh, you can be there. Uh, I don't know if I will make it or not, but here's the quick photo. It says you are invited 1 PM Friday, July 21st at FedEx field hosted by, Washington alum Fred Smoot, Logan Paulson. There'll also be appearances by Jonathan Allen, Washington Legends, Command Force, Major Tuddy, and more. The gates do open at 10 o'clock. I did RSVP. Um, gates open at 10. Sorry, me. Parking lot opens at 10. The gates open at 1 o'clock, and it goes to about 4.10 p.m. There will be food trucks on site, free snacks and beverages. Um, and I wonder if there's going to be anyone tailgating there, but... Pretty cool, nonetheless. Starting so you... at 10 a.m., you'd bet your ass they will be. <laughs> yeah. Please um, expect that Rio and Ref, Ref uh, Rio and Ref the district will be there because apparently none of them have other, other jobs. Uh, <laughs> I wish. Uh, Chet <laughs> says he lives in Bronxville now, three miles from my parents' house in the Bronx. Yeah. Marcus, says, I think Magic Johnson's going to be there. So jo Josh Harris is, excuse me, <coughs> is supposed to make an appearance uh, tomorrow at FedEx Field. So. It love will be it. interesting. Love it. Be there. Yeah. Be love there it. immediately. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. This is our first live stream in a couple weeks. You know, life has been busy. We've had vacations. Uh, my dog passed away 
Um, he's in a better spot now. I think we all are as a family. Uh, but shout out to my dog, Marty, a 14-year-old puggle. Um, he was the man. <clears throat> he's a good old boy. He everything he did. Yeah, he was a good old boy. Um, yeah, and then I know that um, I think Mr. Phil... I suffered a loss this the, coming back from my vacation. My first a... vacation this month. I went to Ocean City and it's coming back late. So I can make it to work on Tuesday. And I smashed my Mustang into a deer doing 70 miles an hour. That thing popped up right in front of my car on I-66 in Warren County. And I never even had a chance. You never, to... had, a chance. You never had your car. <laughs> well, Vin I had my car, but damn, here's a funny thing. You show, you can see, there's other pictures up there that I sent Steve, but the um, yeah, four airbags went off. But amazingly, the deer pretty much got vaporized, <laughs> I think. But as you can see, smashed window. The top was down too. I'm amazed that deer oh, didn't go flying. Oh man, could have been riding with a deer in a car. You know, would have been like Tommy Boy. But yeah. uh, nonetheless, the car got totaled because all the airbags went off. And uh, yeah, so rest in peace. Rest in peace to the Stang. <clears throat> Dave um, says, good chat, fellas. Hail to the Redskins commanders who watch the football team. Thanks for tuning in, Dave. We appreciate you, man. Thanks, brother. Shout out to my girlfriend. The back's jacked up. It's only the same story I got. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody we're died. All we're all hurting right now. Nobody yeah. died. Today was a good day. The dog. I lost my car. You know Dev can't get it laid. Positivity, everyone. Positivity. I know we went, we were just kind of going through the time zone and the time warp of some dance nighter stuff, but it's all about positivity moving forward. We don't have to hear his name anymore. It's, we're on the bigger and better things. It's it is the it is the era of good feelings. Training camp is upon us, so I, I love you all right now. Yeah, thank you for everyone who tuned in tonight, man. This was awesome as usual. Dave, Marcus, Chet, um, Greg, uh, Delaney, um, Terrence, appreciate you popping in, man. Uh, Ryan, Elias, uh, Tiho, um, Kevin. A lot, of, a lot of old names, Tony. a lot of newer ones. Yeah, Rockman, ten thirty three. We popped in at the beginning, but. Um, Thank you, everyone. Really appreciate you. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Hope nothing but positivity moving forward. We'll be in the camp mode here starting next week. Uh, I think I'm gonna be able to go to camp at least once over the next coming week. So I hope we can get you some um, coverage. I think I might be able to scrounge up a Commanders Ravens joint practice ticket from a friend because those sold out in less than three minutes. By the way, so. Uh, yeah, we can do that. Hopefully, we can do some good coverage. Out of town the next three weekends. Yeah, but oh, I think making it training camp. Uh, week one versus the Cardinals. I' pretty sure we are going. By the way, we need to get our tickets filled because the cheapest tickets right now are almost uh, just uh, one sixty, one seventy, and we're talking four hundreds. The prices have skyrocketed. That's okay, Steve. If I buy the tickets, that's you know me, you know me, make up for all the money you spend <laughs> on equipment and, and and new ideas and soundboards. All good, man. It's all gravy. Um, mm -hmm. Have you got any shout outs, man? Good go. Um, Said it. Shout out to your girls back. I watched the new Jennifer Lawrence uh, movie. Um, oh, Marty disinterested. No, nah, man, she's pretty much bucky <laughs> naked from waist from like. Eyebrows to toenails. Yeah. 
now I am interested. Yeah, yeah. Like immediately when the movie comes on. Yeah. Throughout the movie. It's really funny too, by the way. It's one of the guys that did the boys. A no hard feelings is what it's called. It's pretty good. Okay. I'm gonna watch Oppenheimer probably tomorrow, Saturday. Warrior season three is out. Barbie's out. Yeah, lots of good TV out on all the streaming services. Good stuff. Tune in. All right. Um, like I said, you thank you for tuning in. You can find this show on all your audio podcast platforms, wherever you get your stuff at. Uh, but if you're here on YouTube, thank you. Please go like the video, uh, subscribe. Um, that really Hit helps. Bell notification. Algorithm. Help the algorithm jump us up, jump us up, jump us up. And uh, yeah, get that audio uh, podcast if you want to hear this offline. So uh, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week to cover some training camp stuff. Uh, we appreciate you. As always, peace. And hail. We out.